did the. Uh, he was the Michael, right? With the without the mask. Yeah, he was. He was. I think, from what I understand, there's debate as to well, like I think fact and like maybe what he says is fact is different. I don't know, but I think he uh, he's credited for being the guy with it that you see when um, Michael Myers' mask come off comes off in the first movie. Right. Yeah. That's what I that, thought. Yeah. But I think he think he or at least he tells people that he was he's done more than that in the film. And there's <laughs> there, <laughs> there, well, there's controversy to that, which is I think hilarious. Have you ever talked to him? No, or no. You never you never met him. I've just uh, I've I've heard. He's fucking great. Yeah, I've heard, I've inquired about like uh, I don't know to somebody a long, a while ago and stories like that just. They make guys like that make sense because when you're part of something that huge, and apparently he's got he had nothing else going on at that time because he, he's I, a booze hound. Doesn't seem like he does Big that. Time. I don't know judgment, but yeah, yeah. When he uh, he was working Steel City Con, and we were uh, we were also at Steel City Con, and yeah, we were like right across from Tony Perea, and he just had a constant new pint of Jack in his hand every time you turn around. Ah, oh, man. And, like, you know how they have, like, kind of, like, boys with them and shit? Like, you know, people have some of the count your money, some of do your thing. They, they, they were just, like, his boys. You could tell. He was just, like, came um, in. He came in, like, yeah. He came in just, like, raw as hell. But he was so fucking cool. It, it's so nice. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, he was telling stories about his sister on Happy Days and shit. And, like, it was like making fun of people. Like it was a yeah. yeah. He guys like that were in the that whole. He's wild. Thick that was had to have been a wild. It was a wild, wild era for that dude yeah. to be involved in that. I'm excited for you to meet him at Horror Row. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> no, I really am. I want to because I I asked Rich about him. He's like, oh man. He's a ride. I was like, yes. Yeah, he's great. Um, who else was on there? Um, I've always messed up her last name, Tiffany. Oh, Shepas. Shepas, yeah, she's the main attraction. I, mine is Kelly Maroney. Yeah, for sure. Because, like, I'm that age, of that age, to where, like, Chopping Mall, Night of the Comet, and she was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. She played uh, yeah. one of the, like, asshole cheerleaders. She's not really in it much, but she is so... She was so cute in that, to me. Oh yeah, that's a great movie. And I could not, like, oh my god. So that's gonna be a big deal for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I, in this I mean, a, kind of gross, perverted, yeah, you know, it's totally thirteen-year-old way of looking at even like a uh, Judy Anderson I, um, from. Oh yeah, and um, I had the same thing from uh. This past year, when we were at Flashback Weekend, I got to meet Tuesday Night from, um, uh, Tuesday Night with a King. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, from Nightmare on Elm Street 4. And I have her album. No way. She made a record. Yeah, I think she, they were like selling like pictures of it. But they it's weren't a, selling it, but they were selling like autographs. Yes. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she. Yeah, and I thought she was so Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like, I was like, Eat watching those movies, I thought she was like so fucking hot. So yeah. like when I got to see her like last year, I was like, holy shit! I was all giddy. But she I was like super sweet. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Man, that's it's like a weird you, childhood perverted thing. It's crazy. Yeah, I have that. Oh, 
I don't even know what it's. I, I just think it's. Yeah, really we need to listen to the Tuesday night record. I, I, of course you have it. Why would you not have it? I, <laughs> and I just can't even remember what it sounds like. I can kind of hear it though. So, it's it's I we can, I can imagine that it's awesome, and uh, yeah, you should have that here. You have, for, you know, those who don't know about your store, vinyl remains. It's like. It's just so you, like your collection, it's not like any other record store. That's what I really fucking dig about it. You know, it's like... Yeah, that's, that is the best thing you could say. Yeah, that's the only way I knew how to say that, <laughs> to, to be honest. It's, it's hard to even describe when people ask me, like, what kind of stuff's in there. And it's like, oh yeah, soundtracks, but it's also like really awesome soul records. And right, I'm like, just go. Just, that's it. I end up yeah. saying, just like, forget everything I said. Because it makes it sound worse than it is, and just go. Because you'll get it. No, you know? it's great. I t really try to go heavy on, like, the genre. <laughs> yeah. For each, like, I want it to just, I can't afford filler. I don't have the space, and I just, I don't want to put that on anyone. I, like, I'm so careful. Like, if I'm going to have a, like, I love the $5 record availabilities here because yeah, sure. I want to keep it you know keep it going <laughs> I don't want to you know charge 10 for what is essentially just get it out five <laughs> bucks five bucks is great it's great ten bucks is still great for like something you really really want right it's it's kind of yeah, yeah. what do you think about like, how much do record stores make from dollar records? Well... Like, the business of the record store is kind of fascinating to me. Yeah, it's it's a very weird... I always equate it to, like, a mood that you're having. And the mood could last, like, a year, two years. And it's about, like, the mood of the curator, which is, you know, the buyer's of the store like I know that when there's a uh, okay if you have one buyer for the store like I am such a small store and my store in New York is small and I never wanted to have like a, a bigger store than this just because of the I think it's easy to you know it's to traffic stuff <laughs> you know, okay. it's like drug yeah. dealing it's like totally just get the killer shit and fucking get it out <laughs> to the streets yeah. I guess. you know what I mean yeah, like, totally. and the bigger quantity sure you, you have the potential to make money but I just always had a smaller game I've never wanted to have like a store where like five other dudes work there because there's no I don't like five people enough to be down with them just from a business standpoint, or <laughs> yeah. just like a huge, yeah, man, yeah, like, I, have, I have five friends, but five people to to work together, that is no way. I could never, mm -hmm. and for people who do, like those guys at the attic, amazing. I, right. I love that it's a gang, much like, you know, Jerry's, yeah. I'm sure was, but and in New York, awesome. there was always, until like the whole DJ explosion, eBay, happened again in the later 90s stores were always about one to two do you know 
two dudes max for yeah. sure. It was always about the guy. That's how it should be. I kind of, you know, that's how I'm most comfortable with because, no, getting uh, three or four different guys every time you go in and oh no, is Josh here? Like oh no, he doesn't work till you know. Like I had, you would have a rapport. Like I said, it's, it's your dealer, man. It's like it, and this was pre-internet, so now it's like sense. everyone has a dealer. Well, that's why if you equate it to drugs and there is a larger gang of people selling drugs, that's why they shoot each other. So if you're just like the one guy that has the killer shit, you're more likely going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah, you protect yourself that way. We and tried to cater to... You develop like a relationship with your customers. Which definitely. Like that's something that's And they bring lost. shit in. I wanted, more than anything, I wanted people to bring me shit to trade. Because that's how it just gets recirculated, and then it just that's how uh, that's how record stores really work. I tell people all the time; they ask me like, "How does like like how the hell does this happen?" I'm like, "Man, encourage trade. Like if I have like you know like if I had this sixty dollar record and this thirty dollar right now, this dude wants." These two records, but oh fuck, they're ninety bucks, dude. Bring in, bring me like a bunch of records for trade, and I'll hook you up. And then I, I just make it just multiplies, and it just keeps. Someone's gonna, he's gonna bring in a bunch of great stuff, and I'm gonna get rid of two things, and yeah. then we'll have that, and then. That's really cool. It's like infectious that way. Exactly. Like you're spreading it the like virus, virus, it just keeps going, and it, it multiplies. And I know who to ask to bring in stuff for trade. I mean, there's a casual buyer, but once a you know, once a regular comes in, I'm like, hey, <laughs> yeah, I see you want that like hundred and twenty dollar you know Tom Petty record or whatever. Yeah, or that uh, hundred and twenty five dollars Ziggy Stardust record that some <laughs> asshole bought the other day. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So it's like which is the best purchase I've made in a long time. Yes. Before. Got a lot of use out of it. Touched me on a deep level, that just, and I mean that in every sense. That's that's why I do it. That's it. That literally it's, is. It's the life and mood changer, and it's a it's a supplier of it's a mood enhancer. <laughs> it's the best elixir, if you want to call it that, or cure for. It is the best. A lot motivator, a sedative. Everything. I mean, that's what I built my everything on, man. It's music. You know, it's just at the end of the day, that's what I have to come back to. That's why I incorporate it in like fucking everything I do. And that's, I just feel like it's a weird thing that a lot of people aren't turned on to. And just for no fault of their own, it's just like a thing you kind of have to be exposed to in some way or like have some pre inclination towards like being a quote unquote music fan or even just a music person. I yeah. feel like if that person that has potential like comes into a store like this, like that is how you change the world for real. It's true, man. You, know? you just have to be curious about yeah. other things. It's just things. getting them there, so that's what it's to help. Yeah. No, I, I, I have definitely always believed that it's like there's a <laughs> there's a jazz record called music 
is the healing force of the universe. And it, I mean, it is. It's a, it's just always out there. You can always like, you're going to hear it if you go out. <laughs> and it's, you got to just, I think it's, uh, I have to have it on all the time. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's honestly, it's kind of weird talking to you right now without music because no, I think every other conversation we've ever had has some sweet sounds yeah, going on in the background. Totally. And then I, I, I could, uh, I talk better. Sometimes there's really a great time to talk over music. Absolutely. And then sometimes there's a great time to just like listen and just look at pictures. Or do right. something that's you're just uh, absorbing, which I don't do. <laughs> I need to absorb way, way more uh, vibes. It's or good for you to absorb vibes. By, you know, the, the real like sound and feeling waves yeah, without sounding too like hippie. Like, no, that's real. That's real. Do you match music up with your mood, like, or when you like get in the car, like, with the weather, or like, and shit like that? And, yeah. Always. Like yeah, today, I listened to Spaceman 3's first like full record, nice. and man, what made what prompted that? Is it because it's it, sunny today. I think the beauty, <laughs> yeah, of how uh, there's a, uh, a I think. The way it's so. First of all, it's it has been so. We had a was it a Pittsburgh record of uh, dark uh, gray days, not sunny days. Oh, yeah. I think January right. there was like zero sun. <laughs> zero it it was sun. really it was super like, heavy metal. That's what uh, and depressing. That's what was was going around, and I was uh. Yeah, it naturally bums the fuck out. Yeah. Even if you're the one with the darkness like us, it's still, it's, mm -hmm. it still has a, a human, a, we need some, but a health level. Yeah, so when it, so like yesterday, when it's, yesterday I had a really just overload day, like mentally. Yeah. It was a day off and it was, the sun came out, but I was, I felt really confused this morning when it was like that again, because I, I felt like it, this is, today was actually more glorious than yesterday, like the sun-wise, I couldn't believe it. It's like beautiful right now. And it's so crazy when that's not in your life for several days. So that's what was happening. That's fucking why all the old people that live around here move to Florida if they have the money. A lot of people that I know here that have come in here that yeah. are like, I'm need, I'm moving, I'm moving to Florida. Dude, especially in Mount Lebanon, there's, I mean, pretty much everybody at the house in Florida. I would venture to say. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's true. I I've met. Yeah. A they lot don't fuck around about it either, do they? Go and they like it. They come back and they're like, fuck all of you. I was in Florida for a month. Yeah. Suck it. I know. I feel great. You don't. <laughs> That's no, the attitude they have. Yeah, it's true. It's and it's like I respect it, honestly. I don't. I don't know if I'd choose Florida. 
when I have enough money to retire and get a second house somewhere like that. But you would. You probably maybe. would not. But if you went, I probably check it would out. not. But that's what the the running thing is. But it's because of the sunlight, which is, which is crazy to think about that everything can be traced back to that. Well, for sure. I Even agree. our music choices. Yeah. Especially our music choices. My father. Well, my father and my mother and both my sisters lived in. Florida, and it's a... You were born there, right? Yes, born. Born and raised. Born, born and slightly raised? Raised the first part of what I called my <laughs> childhood. Because <laughs> I was a child for until my mid-twenties, probably. Uh, I was going to say like three years ago. Yeah, <laughs> close enough. Close probably enough. That, that <laughs> I'm still sort of a, a huge... I put on a huge act, I think, for most people. If they really knew me, they know what. Uh, oh, such man. a big child. Don't we all? Oh, that's why you're so good at this. You're allowed to be a child. It's good to hold on to that. You know? Yeah. If you weren't like that, you would be, this, this wouldn't exist. It would be shitty. It would be something whack, like, you know, something that's next door. You saw the greeting cards. Yeah. It's something that I think is really important, but I'm not acting as if. It is the most important thing to do. <laughs> Word, because yeah. that'll just make it annoying. You, you kind of have to, once you come in, then you can let it just, I'm just trying to hit on every little like <laughs> part of your brain that makes you curious and want to be like, what is this? Like, yeah. and I've had people, like, when I was a kid, I was going to magic shops, like, in the late 70s. I remember specifically this one, and it was that feeling of, uh, oh, my man, this is, what is this? Like, what is this? It's felt, like, satanic, you know? Yeah, man. All the amazing, like, images of, you know... Darkness, yeah, like magic, making stuff float. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. way it smelled, the guy that had it was oh, it was. I can't. I'll never ever remember my parents. Was this in Florida? Yeah. And it, of was, it uh, was. And they actually had one. They they had one in Disney World. It was just called like Magic Shop, inside the park. Because being in Florida, I I went. My I was had the access to. Disney World, which yeah. for most people that was the ultimate destination of, and then they could die. And you could just go. And you die. Yeah, <laughs> there, there's fine people like that. that now, dude. It's crazy. There are, I know personally of adults that go to Disney World on vacation, like with just them, like without kids. Yeah. Like, like, like every year. People like have Disney, Disney weddings. World. Yeah, it's insane. And cruises, and you know, it's really like I didn't realize. My, uh, yeah, someone I know. My my half sisters. This sounds really Florida. My half sisters' <laughs> husband's niece just had a Disney wedding, and she's you know like a thirty something year old, or no, she's twenty something year old. But I mean, hey man, is she, is she okay? <laughs> That's Doesn't so wild. It's she's okay. like That's a cool. full experience. The, the whole, like, whatever, like a five-night honeymoon, or I think it was even a week. Yeah, in Disney World. Crazy. 
people love that show. What do you think that is? Why do people love Disney World so much? It Growing must. up around it, like, did it provide economy to, like, the state? Oh, oh I mean, totally. Like, is that why people, crazy. like, support it there on, like, that level? Or is it, but is it a whole mystique? Like, what? All these, fascinating. all these weird theater kids yeah. at my school were all, like, I'm good to go. For, I'm moving to Orlando, and I'm gonna totally be like, dude, that makes get so much fucking sense. On stage, yeah. and that's why that's where like all those boy bands come from, like right. Backstreet Boys, like. It's amazing. New Kids on the Block, or it, they're not New Kids on the Block. Well, maybe I know that some of those guys were from. Donnie Boston, Boston. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Right, right. <laughs> Donnie and and Mark, but yeah, they're. Yeah, it was it, Disney World was really nuts. Yeah. And there's a lot of child abduction myths and a lot of a lot of that kind of. I can totally imagine. I never really thought about it deeply until right now. There's a Space is. Mountain decapitation uh, story. Like if you move, if you sit up, like don't sit up straight in Space Mountain because this guy got his head cut off. But it, it was all those crazy, you know, it's urban amazing. legends. That was urban were legend. Wild and how. Like creepy, Disney became really creepy. If you got, I did acid and went to Disney World. I was good. That was <laughs> literally going to be my follow up question because Marilyn Manson has a story about that. Really? Like they did that like well, super early because he's probably in his high school because yeah. every. So check this out. Let's go. Every, every high school, in Florida, every graduating class has an opportunity if they pay. The money is a thing called grad night and it's the only night of year where the park is closed to uh high school graduating classes so you go and you're just around a bunch of 18 year old people okay it's all <laughs> chaperones but a bunch of insane like 18 year old Potentially on LSD. And I took like three hits of acid. Yes. And timed it perfectly. It was beyond explanation. <laughs> it was so, so crazy and so nuts that I just, I didn't want to leave. So it was like, totally it was a good like thing. a hugging you wanted to like. I probably even took my clothes off at one point because <laughs> I was like, I gotta get into like some more Disney. It was crazy. <laughs> That's so fucking great. And you knew the people who you never had seen in before. You knew if they were on the level you were. <laughs> it and was were, this, were there a fair amount of people on that level? I think, yeah, because yeah. that was a big. Big, That's pretty big hard drawer, man. in Florida. I guess it was the seventies too. Well, well, yeah. Well, I wasn't. I'm not that old, but well, it was in the seventies. Acid was yeah. University of Florida had this crazy guy that made all this nutty right. liquid acid. No, you were born in the seventies. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah, 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 yeah. So you were you were there. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And you know, I had the weird babysitters God. who looked yeah. like they did on like Halloween and yeah, it's like totally that. nuts. That <laughs> is awesome. Mm-hmm. That might be why you like those campy, crazy horror oh, movies too. I'm sure that totally, is. Totally. Absolutely. Your, your first crush, your first like, emotional involvement in like 
what someone that's cool is like always that babysitter yeah. and that whole uh, I love it it's just it's I did it I feel safe and comfortable it's like a soothing yeah you know, it's like looking at old photos or something no, once you know that, that you know it's nostalgia it, it's what it keeps like it's what can really I think desensitize like machismo males. It's like if they allow themselves to, yeah. you know, get emotionally attached to whenever you're fun. It's like people alive now are gonna have Nirvana as a huge like, man, Nirvana. You don't understand how great that was. You know, there's that like that's coming up generation of yeah. kid. I mean, I'm sure what it was ninety one, ninety two yeah. when that came out. So, I mean, yeah, I was, I was right there and I was like, okay, this is on the radio. Like, I had heard, you know, crazier shit, Gang of Four and whatever. It's like, I, I, so, but it was funny to be around people that were just like, this is fucking nuts. (laughs) What is this? These guys are like punk, but not, it was just, (laughs) I kind of was like, yeah, you're right. It's it's very. Uh, they kind of were onto it. Yes, and I but I had heard their that Bleach record before, and you know I I knew who Mud Money. I, I knew like a lot of the sub pop bands, and I'd seen a lot of them like already. And yeah, so uh, but legit into the music. Yeah, but the did. I mean, on. they did have. It's because of the production of that record. It's just mixed right. with their like you know. Dare I say grungy sound? It was just. I, it made sense to me. Why I was like, of course, it's, they're fucking. Gr- I think they're great songs. They're, yeah, the yeah. words are. He. He had very. Uh, his intentions were set on that certain group of of teens, and he nailed it. He fucking blew their minds, and he started. It's crazy. He knew what he wanted to do, and he did it. That's what we were talking about with. About Marilyn Manson the other day and like right. the Bowie, like those kind of dudes. Yeah. Like, you know, this is this is my mission. I'm here. I'm doing yeah. it. And I feel like that and the Wait. lack of sunlight in Seattle had a lot to totally. do. Totally. And that he's just one of those minds. He was just one of that guy. Right. And I'm not even the hugest fan, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I, I mean, I respect and everything, but sure. Yeah. yeah. I just just objectively looking at that from like a not fanboy's point of view, I yeah. can see that. Yeah, I felt that way about Soundgarden. I'm not. I I know people. Yeah. Absolutely, so. they are to them. It's just, I, it's fine with me. Mm-hmm. But, but the. Uh, yeah, that. I'm, whole, I'm right there with you, honestly. I I feel that way about most grunge bands, and like it's not really never has been my thing. Yep. But like I totally respect it, but like people. Like well, like when uh, yeah when Chris Car when Chris Cornell died it was like like equivalent to like JFK being assassinated or something like For, I yeah. was like I had no idea it went this deep with people like I'm sad but like what <laughs> like, yeah there yeah, is. no disrespect at all but like mm-hmm. I just had no idea of his man which good for fucking him like that's cool yeah they got huge it just reminds me of like hardcore uh, hardcore fans of any genre but. That specifically was a whole, like, generational thing, too. That I, I, I was there, but I just, I was not, it was yeah, like, no way, man, this, I'm not, I'm not down with this. I got it, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, the Very theatrical, there, <laughs> in a weird nostalgia. way. Yeah, 
Uh, that, that kind of music. Soundgarden is a lot of people's nostalgia right now. They grew up in the 90s, you know, but were you, yeah, that's, you're that's attached to the creepy 70s stuff. That's what's weird about uh, weird, just, grungy 90s. Yeah, meeting people yeah. in this setting, which is, you know, music, pop culture, nostalgia, 80s shit, too. The best, yeah. It's, uh, when you raised yourself on a box of VHSs and like candy and shit, this is where this is you turn out like this. Yeah. <laughs> like me. And love that love this stuff. Right. It's a it's a, it's like a huge for me though, it's a huge emotional blanket. It is. Because I was uh as I'm I'm gonna show you this is like Please a do. like a it's this is, get, oh wow. Okay. This isn't a box of VHSs. <laughs> but only the boxes. Okay, they were great. taken from a store that went out of business, and these are their display, their demo boxes. Like, uh, you set them up, you have these shelves, and some places you would take the case to the counter, and then the movie would be underneath. Okay, yeah. And then of they course. would, like, and then they would put the box in to return it. You, so these were. You are blowing my mind. Yeah, these were never taken home. These were, like, a lot of times, well, these are all left in the shrink wraps. These are shrink wrap. Yeah, I just. I have. Yeah, they're all. First Blood Part Two is a really nice company. <laughs> Eternal Vigilante. It's just crazy, and I bought the entire box of because course I'm you like, did. I can't. I, you had to. Yeah. There was no way you weren't going to buy the entire no, box. No, no. I'm so glad you did. <laughs> but you that's like Wes Craven's new nightmare. Yeah, all the. Is it lovely? You right? are. Is this, this is this is one of those things of you pulled that blanket of nostalgia out for me right now. Is what yeah. you just did because this was honestly my childhood was going to Blockbuster and getting fucking a stack of movies and you're going home and you're watching them in your room because you're a fucking nerd and that's what you do. It's so, so amazing how that was never like we missed that. Yeah. Me and Rich, who was on the podcast yesterday. We're literally just talking about this, and this is amazing that you brought that you brought this up because I made it a point in my mind to like tell you, you should be a video store too. Yeah, I this guy, you know, this guy I talked to, like, and <laughs> like, I don't like, say you mean name. like almost like a rental video, like VHS, mm -hmm. like the basement of vinyl remains yeah. someday. I've thought about, like, I've thought about it like a perfect. lot, like having videos, having a. Uh, Maybe DVDs, but I, I, that's the way I feel about like records and CDs. It's like, man, I don't. No, no, no. You know, VHSs and yeah. like, shit like and that. And hey, if it conks out and squirts tape out of your VCR, sorry, throw it away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Care. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just want you to like watch it and like check, come check it out and yeah, for There's sure. There's such a void for that that's not being filled because like. We were just talking about our love for going to the video store, kind of like coming to a record store. Like you're keeping, you are keeping that spirit alive with this kind of place. So it just makes sense. But you know, the running to the video store, having your mom like begging your mom to drive you so you can rent whatever new horror movie that's out, or that's a whole thing that's missing with like Netflix with streaming. Yep. Is that like you don't have any chance to get excited? Nothing builds up. It's like. By the time I saw The Exorcist, like, I, I had a scarier movie in my head of what The Exorcist was going to be because I like, couldn't, couldn't wait to, like, I kept totally. not being able to see it. And it's like, now you just hit, all right, play and maybe fall asleep. Just, 
Yeah, you, you see everything. It's crazy. Like immediately, but that that it's that kind of uh, you worked. You really worked towards that <laughs> enthusiasm, and yeah. you worked towards uh, making it happen. Because it was a whole plan. It was like it taught you how to like. Oh, yeah. Put stuff in order, like all right, I'm gonna do this and that, and then I'm gonna. And you had that money. <laughs> yep. And if it, what, if that thing was checked out already, you'd be like, oh, devastated. But you might see like something else that's like, oh, this is a new one. Oh, look, they have right. you know, whatever. Yeah. Which board? Phantasm. Whatever is these two. Yeah. Like I couldn't so wait would, to see that shit. Oh yeah, I man. That's how I found out about. I mean, that was like my homework was go to the video store and go to the record store. Yeah, I, I, it's to me, it's the very first place where you go as a kid when you start to feel older. You go by yourself, and it's like, oh, this is <laughs> yes. fucking. My mom is not like nagging or tapping me like, what? What is that? What? Just. Not asking her if I'm allowed to get something like X-rated and or whatever. Yes, just pick up everything. I mean, I always did anyways. I always wanted the weird like. Can I see that? Like, what is oh, that magazine that's like blurred out? Yeah. I've learned the nastiest, weirdest shit, and going by yourself is that's the. I feel so weird when kids are in here with their parents. I feel bad. Yeah. I'm like, oh, hey, John, watch your ever. Look at this Beatles record. You know, it's yeah, like yeah, I understand. It's they're trying to be cool, cool dad or cool mom, but the kids just like just fuck. I know it's hard to do. Stop. It's the you gotta walk that line between being a cool parent and trying too hard to be a cool parent. Yeah, you know? I've definitely learned. What What's your strategy for showing your kids music and records and stuff? Do you Do you do that? I put it on. And I don't talk about it. Okay, great. Okay, this is good to know because I try with my sisters. And I put it on and I totally don't make a big deal. Good. I don't introduce it. I just, just do it. Yeah, you're not like, back. this is... Yeah, okay. And then, then you're the right. most I'll say if the record's over, I'll be like, should I play the other side? And she'll be like, yeah. Because cool. if it's if I do that and I get over like, mm. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. Um. Go for it. Yeah, I don't know if I would do DVDs. I think just VHS. I don't think. Yeah, I think DVDs yeah, I think, is not not the point. Yeah, it's totally, totally missing the point. I think. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's VHS is right out of the gate. Yeah. Yeah. Watching them there is amazing. Yeah, the whole thing, the feel of them, it's just Maybe. the responsibility of having to pause it and rewind it, like set it to a place and re no, rewind it when I you're done. It. You know, you had an obligation, like think about it. It's kind of like, we're going to make this whole podcast about movie, the movie store, which I don't give a shit, but like, that's kind of like your first job as a kid, yeah. right? Like. In many of the times I had to come up with, oh, really? The year is not going to be $27 every time we go to Blockbuster. Okay, like you need to fucking get, get, pay for your pay for your shit. Yep. So I like earn money doing whatever the fuck you do when you're a kid to earn money. And then 
you go, it's the whole thing, and then you have the responsibility to rewind it, put it back in its place, and like take it back to the thing. And you have to remember that because if you don't, then fuck you, we're not going again. So we gotta get it back on time. That's my first job. Wow. Is what I said. Well, I yeah, I I wanted to work <laughs> at the video store so <laughs> bad, and I never, it just never happened. And I wanted to work at the place called Goldmine. It was an arcade in the mall. Unfortunately, by the time I was old enough to actually, I think, work, most of the video stores were gone. Were gone. Hollywood Video was the last one. And oddly enough, I actually dated a girl that worked there. So that now that I think about it, well, might be good. me just like fulfilling some childhood fantasy. Sure. Which was pretty dope now that I think about it. She was nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I had... that happened. It was cool. <laughs> <laughs> we, I never, you know what, man? I never... I was too old to go to Blockbuster because Blockbuster was around, but there was like mom and pop places that I went to. Yeah, I know, and even I'm missing the stuff, stuff like that because I'm too young for most shit like that by the time. Blockbuster, though, I know in certain states they they would like edit their. Oh yeah, I'm sure. They. They, they were like corporate. Christian, I think, too. Were they? Some, something Catholic, probably not Catholic, but some. Yeah, we had Hollywood video. Sect of that, and they totally. I didn't know that. It was yeah. It was, I can uh, see that happening. They wouldn't carry certain titles either. Yeah, like they did definitely didn't have like an X-rated section, like the the local the Hollywood video had a back room. Yeah, a little yeah, curtain. Man. Yeah, snuck in there and shit. Yeah, those were the best. Yeah. <laughs> Those were just so <laughs> you so seedy, man. It's your first experience was like, ah. Oh. Yeah, right. Isn't like, that crazy? Even the curtain looked filthy. Oh yeah. It was, yeah. I remember going back to those at this one shop. I wish I remembered the name of the shop I used to go to that wasn't like in the south. So I grew up like half in basically the city and half in like the suburbs like back and forth between my entire childhood. So when I was with my dad, we'd go to this place in like Oakland that was like, I don't even know what the fuck it was. I can't, wish I could remember the name, but it was like not a true video store. They had like a couple racks and then like other shit, but it had like a videos as a feature to the like convenience, right. like weirdo store. <laughs> I freaking forget. So it's it between that and Blockbuster, but they had a back room that was like, they had some like crazy shit. Like, like now that I think about it, you know what I mean? Yeah, the I, back I really room. haven't thought about. I saw a lot of and really the covers just blew my mind. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, yeah. Because most of the stuff that, I was looking at, it was all seventies porn. Yeah, that can't be great. That, that explains so much. Yeah, it's so there, it was really like, like oh my god, like wow, and a lot of it. That's like when uh, looking at nightgowns, mm. <laughs> and the, like the Sears catalog. It's yeah. like a cliche thing, but that's like a, that's what a lot of these movies, you know, I no, saw a ton of them when I was a kid and I was like, oh I'm my sure. God, that's, that's what a woman's supposed to look like. I'm sure. The whole, yeah. the whole thing. And it was always yeah. those weird sections in the video store that I gravitated towards because it was always by the, the horror section in this shop called, uh, Picks and flicks. It was like a used guitar shop, and uh, 
spring. Um, that sounds like the coolest store. It was yeah, picks and okay, picks and flicks. Picks as in like yeah. It was so and it was uh, they had great great movies. The guy was a crazy like Italian guy with the mustache, and they had there's a pizzeria called Nunzio's right next. Right next door, and uh, would, they had the there. best movies, and they always had like got like at least two copies, yeah. which was like yes, because yeah. a lot of they get one copy. I know. And then when they started getting five and like ten copies of like you know, Poltergeist or yeah. whatever, ET, and all that, when all that shit hits VHS, you I couldn't wait, man. I couldn't uh, wait to see like. All the Friday the Thirteenth. I, I mean, I couldn't. It was so. Just, uh, that's how you're meant to see them. Yeah. That's how they're meant to be seen. I, that's why, like, absolutely. I, <laughs> I love the reissues of the vinyl soundtracks that you get for all those movies. I think that's a great resurgence that's happening. Is those old horror movie scores are like now getting the attention they love deserve it. in some weird way. So like, that's fucking the best thing ever. But I couldn't get any less excited about Blu-ray re-releases of these old horror movies because it's oh. like yeah why I just don't see the point like why like the sometimes like and only if like maybe the artwork is like spectacular and you want it for your collection or it comes in like I know the Phantasm Blu-ray set comes extras. in a sphere right like yeah, yeah. dope alright I get that but yeah, I that's rather, the gimmick I like I don't like the visual like I don't yeah. It doesn't, no. I, it makes it worse. Agreed. Completely agreed. It's like there's some shit that like maybe should, it should be blurry. That's the product. <laughs> you know, that's why. That's how it came out. Yeah. That's what they <laughs> wanted you to see. It's like when they tried to reanimate like certain like old cartoons. Like it's just like you watch the new like Looney Tunes or Bugs Bunny now. It's like, oh my lord. It's so. Yeah. It's like. Ugh. I know. It hurts. It hurts you. It, it kills you. <laughs> I'd be like taking like an old blues record and like making it sound perfect. Right, exactly. It's not the same. But I think that, uh, yeah, agreed. And uh, all these, uh, it's the with the horror stuff, the soundtracks. It's like a, uh, it's like a preservation movement with these labels. They're they're really yeah. They're they're researching. They're getting obviously. Getting the rights and getting the right person the credit who's due and it's a big deal, man. That's Just for one record, I mean, these guys try waxwork. I'll say is they're just they're great in the mondo, yeah, of course. Are. But waxwork really tries hard, and so many people it just never read all that fan like pages and stuff. It's really hard and discouraging to read the comments of people and yeah, it's uh, I can, I can and i think that. it's much younger people who complain about the price and they complain about the uh everything about it the whole yeah. like and it's that's part of the game i mean you got to make it profitable or in some way or else you're just this company that's preserving these records for just like because you're a martyr and have a shit ton of money or something, but like it's not how it works. No, they're special things. They should things. be $50. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they really, they really try to, they do their best and they, they really are digging deeper this year. I think it's like really great. So mm -hmm. I'm like super yeah. 
excited they did the, the Sorcerer, which is an yeah, incredible right? movie. Yeah. That is like, it's never been reissued, and it's I love it. I love everything about it. It was like that. Yeah, that's true. And if you look at the, uh, the all the fan comments or the followers, that it's it's a lot of. The, I just forget that these are younger people. They're just like, oh, I heard this is a bunch. Of, it sounds like a bunch of noise and like, what is this movie? Yeah, you can't read what people say. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, that's just well, yeah, you can't. Because I usually don't, but I, for some reason, I'm attracted to what these. Because I want to know what these the like, consumers of records that's and true. like. I just want to. I want to see what. What they like and don't like, not that it usually matters, but this is such a, a small little, you know, yeah. niche crowd sure. that I try to cater to, like, because I'm I'm a fan, so I want to hear what they say, and a lot of it's... Yeah, I'm grateful for that. That's yeah, so it's just garbage, <laughs> but they're doing, so, that, is, that is a hard... It's a hard thing to pull off, man. And yeah, that's why I like it. It's really preserving the, that culture in that era of art it was art any way you, any way you slice it it's like these people were some music was such a big part of the movies and uh i know it still is in a different way but there 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 is a great resurgence of uh you know artier if you want to call it that films with great soundtracks and oh yeah yeah, that's a great thing. Um, I credit them a lot for that art not getting lost, you know, because, like, those old, like, I loved growing up those, uh, I mean, still do, those Giallo Italian movies that Goblin did the score for, and, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it becomes, like, a music video at some point, a uh, Fulci zombie. Yeah. Like, the, it's like the film is just, like, almost takes a back seat and lets the music, just its own original music do its thing, which, like, never happens anymore. So You're right. Hearing that it. for the first time, I was so mesmerized. It's the best. I can't even think of a word. I was so just thrilled, and like it was a, almost like in this crazy, like deviant, sexual. <laughs> oh, seriously! Yeah. Kind of like the the music and just that that lustful like lust for whatever usually blood in those movies obviously but it was uh <laughs> they were so erotic because i see these at 12 years old and i'm just like oh my god this is really yeah me too other you can, it doesn't matter what age i guess but you know when when you see it even nowadays, like watching something like that cagey, yeah, <laughs> it's, that creepy, the way it's filmed, it's just like, oh, yeah, it's very gorilla. <laughs> yeah, man, it's really, it, it's amazing. I, it's beautiful. It's such a great thing to look at. Yeah, and that's like, God, remember getting the sense as a kid watching them, like registering in my brain that like even when something going on on screen was like totally fine and normal like people having a conversation whatever i had the feeling like i don't know if i'm allowed to be watching this or i don't know if i should yeah, be, i don't right. know if i should be watching this like is this like gonna be like i don't know it's had an element of like kind of like danger you knew it was sexual even when you you weren't aware of what sexual shit was right, right. like just called to that in you which is amazing yeah you saw for the first time the word dirty like being played out played out yeah you're just like oh this is a dirty magazine this is a dirty movie like this is dirty like okay and 
Yeah, the, swallowed. The, yeah, it, it was. Which I think the reason we're talking about this is because this to me kind of it's that vibe. Record stores, the way I always saw them, magic shops, you know, stuff, counterculture, you know, controversial magazines, comics. Mm -hmm. That that that's still. If that when that doesn't exist, I I don't know. Like I, cause cause a lot of stuff is you know has just evaporated. But I gotta say, man. I think I don't think it's going anywhere the, anytime soon. This this is too much of a. Uh, it's too it's too uh, I don't know how to describe it. it, it it's such a specific, all in one, like. There is an Arts form categorized. There's like, there's blues, there's jazz, there's all these American, true American art forms, but the whole record store weirdo <laughs> outlet <laughs> is just Word. it's it, it it combines kind of just everything that's that's right about being curious. And not being, you have a, you can suggest your own kind of like weirdness. Nothing's like trying mm -hmm. to to make you buy it because you think you <laughs> everyone else is is doing it. You're right. You're a you're you're a good dude, man. Because when you buy something yeah, weird, weird for yourself and it's not at a you know at a, at a chain or a court, it's just. There's just people aren't weird enough for me, like ever usually. Ever, yeah. Like you Those are. Work out. Like there's people that are. It's just it's so it's it, which holds everything up here together. I'm really glad. Because really I glad <clears throat> moving here was totally just. It's still a shock, and uh, I don't think I'll. Uh, <clears throat> I don't think I would laugh if I didn't. It made me work a lot harder to try to find like-minded people. So this is the only thing I could do. It was like a, it's like survival. That's fucking gay. Because I'm, not, I realize that I'm I not making such. I'm not, dude. I'm not making. This is. I get it. This is. It's. It's. It's getting better at month, month to month. It, it's. It's not getting worse. It's. It's. There's a big. Uh, it's ascending in a way that I'm good with for now. It's not. Yeah, I feel the same way about problems lifting personally. So, yeah, we don't make fucking money. No, it's <laughs> it's like it's. I have it to alive. do it. I have yeah. to do it. We keep it alive. I I feel like I owe it to this area to have this you, outlet of of fantastic. just curiousness. Yeah, dude, you're fantastic. Curiosity shop. I mean. Why do you think I gravitated towards it immediately? Even when you were down in Dormont, like I was like, yeah, this is what's up. It's you know? great. And it's it's so cool that even kids don't have record stores anymore. You miss the point. You don't get to develop relationships with people. You don't get to talk to people. If I never came in and bullshit with you, like, yeah. we would never even be close to doing this. And like, That's like an amazing thing to have just, in this, just because you decided to open a record store. Yeah. Because yeah. no one has time for anybody. <laughs> It's in a true. store, everyone's like, oh, you're 
Sure, uh, and no one, most customers don't want to talk to people unless they really need to, you know, that you help, but this is more of a, like, it, it's, people definitely talk in this shop, and it's, mm -hmm. it's, it makes you, uh, I don't know, when you're comfortable in a place like this, you're really comfortable, because you can just be inspired, I guess. Well, the, the best thing about it, like, I feel like the best atmosphere to anybody is, like, your basement or, like, your buddy's basement. Yeah. Like, like, a comfortable place like that, and this is what kind of that feels like. It's not, like, in your face. It's, there's really nothing fancy about it, but it's, it's really nice, but it's not. It's just, like, hang out. There's tables. It's, like, your yeah. movie posters, books are hanging around. Like, it's, like, your buddy's basement. Yeah, and there are no yeah. dumb questions. No. Nah. I know people, yeah, you're, get, you're always still people get weirded out and go like, I know this is a dumb question, but it's like, no, man, please, yeah, yeah. because I, what what would the world be without dumb questions, I'm, man? Yeah, I'm not gonna. I want it. What was your record store growing up? That did you have one that like sparked this or? Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, there was a a record store in Miami called Yesterday and Today. Not the greatest name. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, right. that, it, was, it sounds like an ice cream shop, but fine, doesn't matter. Uh, the, um, they had punk records and they had like reggae records and they had really cool t-shirts. They had some like stuff from a, uh, that the guy got from overseas, like it was a London, like store. Okay. So oh, they had like I remember like buying a PIL shirt there, and just getting really. They had a great section for you know pin wearing. Nice. <laughs> it was mm -hmm. it was amazing. How old were you? It was going to like a probably when I really started getting obsessed with record store. Probably twelve. Was that the first one you were in? Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. I was young, but I that's I got young, so. Yeah. I mean, I before that it was just my dad's records, but I uh, I just I started, just I couldn't get enough. Dig for I went, it, I went nuts. I, I wanted money so bad you all the time. Yeah, that's I mowed lawns. Yeah. I did. I whatever I could do to get money. It was just. Like being a fucking heroin addict for for music. sure, yeah, for sure. it's one hundred percent the same thing. No, it it, it was. <laughs> I, I, I could not. Yeah, it was just like, oh man, I couldn't. What and was, was the first one you bought? The first record I bought. Yeah. Man. Well, I guess there's a difference between being like the first record you had or the first one like you went out like with your own money and bought. I would say. It would have been really early on. So, I'd say Van Halen won. Like the Sick. first Van Halen. Because this guy, Richie, had a, a boom box and he, and he played it on cassette. Like in this parking lot. And I was just like, man. Because my stepfather owned an arcade in a pool hall. It was all in one. That's a whole other level of like, I... Was, That's a whole other podcast. Yeah, I was that kid <laughs> that grew up, uh, who's... Father, well, stepfather, he owned an arcade and then it was a pool hall. 
Things are making more sense to me. It now. was crazy. So I, you know, that was my first job, like working behind the counter, giving quarters for the games. <laughs> yeah. And this guy, we had a jukebox in there, but my stepdad did not want certain things, but he got he got vetoed. Okay. We put, you know, like Devo, you know, Van Halen, like it, all the, you know, the most, the weirdest you can get, but it was also kind of mainstream. There was no... Uh, Nothing that was going to freak anybody out. Yeah, no, not like a... Yeah. I, I, I actually did put an Iron Maiden That's okay. <laughs> single in there, that, which was pretty, like... Yeah. That was played all the time. Was it? Drove him crazy. Yeah. It was like, Run to the Hills. Oh, God, I just can't remember what. Those are wild songs, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. not, like, back in black. Like, right. Yeah. Tame, heavy yeah. but tame. Yeah, it was. But you know, it was that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. You know, totally like everything you can imagine in that specific era. So, so I did. I was like, man, I, I wanted uh, Jamie's crying the song on there. Anatomic Punk. Dude, that's a great record. That's amazing. That, it's still it might be the best one. It's so. It's just that's who that band was. Yeah. And I kind of think that after that, I mean, obviously they, but that, that they really sounded like what the true, like Van Halen sound. Yeah, they're incredible. It's incredible. It was an amazing, it, it really blew my mind. Did you, <laughs> did you see the video of David Lee Roth performing now at his Las Vegas so restaurant? Did you sad, see that? man. Oh man. Does but he I, know anything? Is he like, is he, is he joking? Is he like, I get it, but like we're having fun or is he like, I'm he's good? He's wild. He's so crazy that I don't, he just, Does he think I think, good? I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think he that just, was, that's sad though. I think he I, can I, do I just, like, I want him to just be having fun. I think he is. Yeah, that's, there's that too. But I think that it's, it kind of looks painful. It's painful to watch, but he looks pained a bit like. He, who knows? He's 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 really a weird dude, man. Um, I saw I saw them. I went and saw them with my wife when they did that reunion, and it wasn't did you that see bad. Here? No, it was in New York. Okay, yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, because I was at the one here. Yeah, and it wasn't that bad. Really, it wasn't. Can I, I tell you? Can I tell you? Yeah. How insanely amazing it was. Yeah. I, I, Listen, I am such a jaded. I know. Same as my wife, and like, you know, when something's like just bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh yeah. I've I've seen Cheap Trick lately, amazing. Def Leppard, amazing. Just because we wanted, it was fun. We went with friends, like Jones Beach. Yeah, so yeah, I saw Cheap Trick last year. It was a blast, okay. and because they were amazing, and it was great. And but we saw Van Halen, and I, they were so so good. It, 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 I couldn't, I can't explain it. That's great. I cannot, That's great it's the most fun we've ever had, I think. It was more fun than our like wedding. Like together. <laughs> it was it like, we were, yeah. I mean, <laughs> there was no stress, but we, we didn't expect anything. And I, and people around us were like, holy shit. Yeah. They were on that night. And yeah. David Lee Roth had his problems. Yeah. Definitely would skip some words that he knew that he either forgot or just couldn't hit at all. But it that might have very well might have been his last like run 
where he could that might have been his last good show. muster up the, the words and the memory to just like do it. It was great. But yeah, that's you see that's things funny. like that and same with Bob Dylan. I mean, he's so hit or miss and we saw him, I we left. It was just awful. Yeah, the last time I saw him he was great. Yeah. See, next like, time he played in Jersey and people were like, great. Man, I'm so sorry. People I mean went through both shows and just like you saw a terrible show. Yeah. And he played happen. in Jersey and it was they were smoking. Just it was all different vibe, different set list and it's all just Probably, if he felt like this shit is lame tonight, we're, we're gonna be lame. <laughs> I just kind of like that now, and I think that I like like it for I respect it as Marilyn Manson at this point. Like it's either like you're getting a fucked up slurry, right, like right. rolling okay. around doing thing, or you're getting a pissed off like sober punk rock villain <laughs> that's like running on people's heads, and you don't know which one you're gonna get, and he doesn't give a fuck. And, like, I like that he keeps that spirit alive. I also see how that's a little, like, he's not Bob Dylan, you know, yeah, yeah. kind of thing. He has, like, kind of almost no right to be like that, but, like, he doesn't care. I like it. Does he I like it. Yeah, I know that he's in the movies. <laughs> yeah. I saw him. I didn't see the movie, but I've, I've seen what he looks like. And I. it's great that he's... It's, it's as is it's basically as is. it's he's, like there's no uh doesn't look like there's any he's hiding anything he's totally reinvented like um no he, he doesn't care but um his last two records i know I, I think i asked you if you heard them um they're awesome i have to lie you have to hear them they're yeah like, i want like, I, I i really do they're like dark blues like <laughs> it's it's amazing oh man you'll be you'll you, if you'll be blown away i'll tell you Remind me. Okay. We'll, we'll, go, yeah, we'll yeah, talk I, about it more. I definitely but, am in the mood to hear. No, that's in a segue. Is I need to know more about your encounters with Marilyn Manson when you lived in Tampa. Okay. And working at that right, record right. store in Tampa. Well, they, they were... I saw them a couple times just because they opened up for... I don't know who. I, but, uh, yeah, so the I worked... The Spooky Kids at this point, they were, right? Yeah, Marilyn Manson and the Spooky Kids. And they definitely, you know, they were had the, like, Beetlejuice leggings, the black and white stripe thing yeah. going on. And they were, uh, I, was wor- I was working at this place called the Blue Chair, the record shop. And we had shows there. And it was, it was a good, it was a great shop. It was on, like, the strip in Ybor City is in Tampa it was you know the hip part of you know okay. the, the, you know the, the sketchy but cool part of town already 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 you know uh, is it still like that no 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 it's Damn. it's yeah. super built up it's it's like a freak show of like terrible people it's not That's the real not freaks used everywhere. to be there real freaks were there man it was yeah. a, a legit That's a shame. like everyone would play there it was a every you know dinosaur junior like all all the like late 80s like bands that you thought you would never see like great it was it was it was a a legitimate place to to visit on during a tour so so i was where i worked at this uh record store blue chair and uh the ritz was a venue where like Marilyn Manson and the Spooky Kids would play 
but like Skinny Puppy would also play there, or you know, Nirvana or Mud Honey. I don't know if Nirvana played Floyd. They might have played Floyd on Bleach. I can't remember, but you know, Sonic Youth, Got it. all that. Yeah, kind of. And then like, uh, so okay, Marilyn Manson and the Spooky Kids. They would come into the store the first time I ever saw them, like not on stage, and it was, you know, I was like, man, these guys have just balls. It's like how. <laughs> yeah. Because there was still, I mean, this did they look like they could crazy be part of town? It was really like super sketchy back in in that era. So uh, era, or you know, yeah, I, 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 I know that, what you're saying. Yeah, in that era too. That probably. time, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, and I was like, wow, man, these guys are. I'm like, oh yeah, that's that Marilyn Manson, and I I hadn't uh, ever seen them not on stage walking around, but. Uh, they were real, real, real deal. Like, it's like it. how people, I guess, you would, how you would study for a character if you're an actor, theater person. And, uh, but they, they, they had it down. They, they were, like, serious. Like, they wanted to be the freaky. They the freaky they, they, they accomplished that. Yeah, they totally did, man. And then when I, I saw that they, uh, I saw that they um, just exploded, like because I had, you know, I hadn't thought of them. Right, because you left Florida. I left, yeah, and so. And then you would saw them like, did you see like Antichrist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're I, like, fuck. I couldn't believe it. I, I could though, because I was Were like, you like I, that's the dude. <laughs> yeah, it was really funny, and it, it seriously, I think it was all the same guys. Yeah, I think it. I think it was, or you know, most of for the most part. Yeah, there were like weren't they like Manson named after some Manson. Yeah, there's Tweety Ramirez. Oh right, right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I he think was he... with him till like a couple years ago. Okay. Yeah, same guy. Madonna, Wayne Gacy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Jesus. Yeah. Togo. Yeah, I wish I had a. I didn't really like them, but I I, I didn't hate them. I was just sort of like, eh, okay. yeah, okay. I see what they're trying to do, and at that yeah, time, but you were also older and smarter at that time. I was super, I'm super impressionable when I first heard them, and like, oh, I thought he was like, I worshipped him growing up. Like oh, it was only yeah, until yeah. recently that I discovered that I was like a oh, I got, a I true got true music fan that like I went back and now worshipped like David Bowie. Sure, and sure. Things, like where he got where he drew all that inspiration yeah. from, but Equal. like he was my guy, man. Yeah. No, it, it's. And you know what? I that to me, I I I get it. I get yeah. why. But even I don't, more than Kiss, it was way more evil. It was just like it was like Alice Cooper, right? More the so, times a million. Yeah. I mean, he was. But you know, for a kid seeing that. That's what I'm saying. If I was older when I was first introduced to Manson, I don't know if I would yeah. have quite. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I would have dug him, but I don't know if I would have quite gravitated to him. Him and Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie was just a whole. I listened to him. When I was younger, just because he was a lot more accessible right. and innocent, it's like a horror show. It's not like I have tits and worship the devil. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. But both of those things are huge influences on me. Did you see White Zombie in the day? I did. Like I saw them probably in like ninety mm. at a uh, was it White Zombie in 
It might have been this monster magnet. It was so, it was one of those. It was a pretty heavy. That like. That's just back when I would go era. to like. Cause I, yeah, I I saw. I saw them. I can't. Remember. It doesn't matter. But I <laughs> I saw it where you know it was. They were they were, they were really popular, but obviously they hadn't hit the. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, I think L7 played with him, and I like them way better than White Zombie. Sure. Like they were, they were actually amazing. Live. Yeah, I've been seeing them. <laughs> they were really, things. really good. I didn't really like the record, their first like big record. I had listened to their earlier. I, they were. Yeah. They were fucking. They're the real deal for sure. Great live, really good. What was your first show? First concert yeah. I ever went to was Bee Gees uh, yeah. Tragedy Tour. I it was in Miami. It was an outdoor show. Was it the Miami Beach? Oh, I went with my father and my sister. Sounds fun though. And my father got tickets through his friend who it's a it's a very convoluted story but uh he uh i went with him and it was it was pretty crazy because there was so many women screaming for barry gibb like it it resonated with you even back then it was they were screaming and crying no shit it was so crazy and me and my sister were just like laughing it's amazing we're just like oh my god like i must have been like Eight? Yeah. I, I really want to look it up now because I I remember because we got to go backstage and meet Robert Stidwood who is... At your first concert you got to go backstage and meet Robert Stidwood? Yes. That's an amazing thing. The head of RSO Records and he... Okay. I want to see Bee Gees. <laughs> I'm Googling this on my phone. No, dude, you're good. Uh, cause this I is know, when it came impression. out. Did this concert have a profound effect on you? Yeah, it did. Did it? That's good. Because it was a, uh, incredibly loud, incredibly, there was people smoking weed and, but it was such a hilarious crowd, like yeah. 79. So I was born in 73, so I was like six or seven. The tour might've been 1980. That's so funny. So it was, uh, and my sister, who was like 11, she's four years older than me. So we were just like giggling because of these women. And yeah. of course, my dad was probably like doing some crazy <laughs> weird dance. And we were just like, oh my Holy God, shit, like, yeah. this is totally insane. And you know, it was That's fucking young, Bee Gees. Dude. That's like, young, yeah. Hip. Yeah. They were people on doing coke and you know, it was like, it was crazy. It was like the Bee Gees in 1979. Sounds like a fucking <laughs> awesome time. It was Wow. And what was your follow-up show to that? Yeah, right? My God. But then like, I, it was all downhill from there. It kind of was a weird, weird, uh, my first, well, i tell you my first, one of my first, well, my first punk show was The Exploited. And who are okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're okay. <laughs> and I wasn't like the biggest, like, but the uh, MDC, Millions of Dead, 
cops, mm -hmm. <laughs> millions of damn Christians, multi-death corporation. They had all these like you so know sweet. things, but they were good. They were great. They were really really good, and I thought it was a weird matchup with the Explorers, but but then I went on to see you know like all the you know, Circle Jerks, Bad Brains, Black Flag. So you got into punk first. JFA. That was as a more like yeah, and I was music variety. Yeah, and I was yeah. younger because I cool. just I had an older sister who had a friend that had like a Dead Kennedys uh, button, and I was like, oh, I was like, I know that. I was like, what is that? What is that? Because I had seen someone draw it, okay. like an older dude, like on a skate ramp. And nice. I was like, what is that? That's what is that? She's like, it's Dead Kennedys. So, and that's Boom. exactly that's... like, oh my God, they were playing. It, this place called the um, Cameo Theater, and that's where all the bands played in Miami Beach, which was a, a slum. South Beach was awful. All the buildings were same buildings were there, but it was. Uh, it's hard to believe. Prostitutes, like drugs, you know your typical. So, so no different than it is today in a way. Kind of, it's a different kind of junkie and, and grossness. But it was it was sketchy, and we would all go to the like beach before the show and like slam beers, you know, a bunch of weird people smoking weed and crack and shit. cloves, yeah. <laughs> people like chugging like you know wine and trying to be poetic and stupid and that's you know, hilarious, yeah, hilarious, totally nuts. And then we would walk into the, you know. Cameo Theater, which was so gross. And see the dead Kennedys. And come on. All the all the the floor was just like wet with like everyone would wear like you know a lot of people most people wore like black boots. Yeah, for <laughs> and, sure. You know, like or Converse. You're entrenched in the atmosphere. Sweat and black, disgusting wet floor. That's like, an awesome. Hey, you need a music venue like that in your childhood. Getting your confident life. enough to like slam dance when you're like. Was a huge do mega like twerk. Yeah, <laughs> these guys were just like, it's like, just it was crazy. Good for you for doing that, though. Yeah, it was my. That's what started it. Everything. My quest for weirdness. Like I, I just it. never. After all of that, I mean, it really, that kind of stuff. Because it's the first taste of like, unfairness and political shit that those guys brought. To mm -hmm. their music. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm not the biggest fan of preachy music, but uh, it affects you and it makes you aware of stuff when you wanna. If it's done right, it's yeah, great. sure. It could be the it's the most powerful thing ever. Yeah. If it's you're right, you're right. It's, if it's done right, yeah. It's a very that's a hard wide line to walk in anything you do. So like be, sure. being a musician, I would think that'd be pretty hard. That's a hard yeah. nail to hit. Curtis Mayfield is That's the, what's up. Is is the best movie. example of, of any sort of righteousness, which is not the, my favorite word, but he, he is I, the man. He he brings it like nobody. I, There's a hell below we're all gonna go. Man. It's just tell, tell it like that, you know. <laughs> Call is, it like it is. He's the, he's the man for sure. He he's the leader of everything to me. He his whole message no one personifies that like he does and it, it he's it's so deep his music and it's 
I heavy on levels that are just he hits them all, man. It's yeah. it's it's so necessary. So beautiful to pay attention to to him. I can't believe we never talked about him deeper. I basically like live my life after Curtis Mayfield. And, incredible. So, <laughs> wow. That's an, I like, I, like him, but I mean, that's why I say I tell people like rock and roll, like raised me and instilled morals in me. It was Curtis Mayfield, David Bowie, Alice Cooper, Marilyn Manson, dudes like that. Yeah. I took morals from those people and just made it into my life. I, I've gotten more uplifting feelings and advice from Curtis Mayfield's music than I, it, it, than any, I mean, it's, it, it, it is a, I don't want to call it a church, but it's, it's an institution, it's a higher learning. Yeah, it's, it is. it's higher, he's so, he's got to get it. Upper, in control of, of his thoughts, and he, everything is chosen, just, it's so eloquent, and so straightforward, it's, it's, it's really, I, I you get it, I obviously, get it, obviously. Like, 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 it affects It's hard me. to put into words. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that it might is. sound cheesy, but it is. It absolutely is. It absolutely is. You can't, it, you just have to, you just have to let it happen to you. And that, to me, was more important than college or, and I get the experience of, of college that, that people want, and it's, it was never for me, but. A very similar moment. I think. Just trying to, to, to get that on your own and, and feed yourself by reading and by just being interested and curious and it's uh, I, I couldn't be I couldn't be convinced <laughs> me too yeah and I didn't yeah. think it was necessary for the kind of person I was because I knew that I, I, I wouldn't last it's yeah. too hard and it's a, it's a shame that more people don't. I don't even want to say have the balls to do it themselves, but like almost got to have the stupidity in a way to do it themselves too. It's yeah. means there's a line between being stupid and confident and just hurling yourself into that like consequence of having no proper degree that will yeah. ever allow you to have no proper job, which will like, you can let the future haunt you, your present, or you can just do it. Uh, yeah, we both chose to just do it, but for everyone that didn't, and their whole, I feel like they're holding back things that they can give back to the world. Yeah. And it's like, that's why the work we do, as uh, stupid and fun as it is, is actually pretty fucking important when you think about it. It, it is, man. It, you can't let that get to you, though. Yeah. That's no, the thing. I know. It's, uh, it's, I have a problem with, with, you know, feeling like I'm way too selfish. But I, I don't think I am enough with <laughs> certain things. Like, I would much rather want to take care of somebody else and make sure other people are psyched and happy and more than I of course. do it myself, which is, you know, that analogy, it's like, you gotta, give your, you gotta do the oxygen before you can help, help, your, help the passenger help, next help to you in the airplane. Next to you, yeah. It's, and it's true. It's like, if, if I'm not in control, it's like being a parent, it's like, I have to maintain certain amount of chill and understanding because <laughs> to get on a level of a 12 year old girl and a 10 year old boy it's 
KOs, bring it's yourself flip, down. Flip, flip, yeah. flop. It's it's hard. The the balancing <laughs> balancing like like no other. I think you're doing a wonderful job. Well, thanks, man. Keep and it's it like it's the it's it's the kind of thing like. We are for the children. Curtis Mayfield. I can listen to that and apply it. Absolutely. Like <laughs> we gotta have peace. We gotta have peace. That's why we are for the children, man. Man, that's that's and these people like that. You know how many people don't have that approach? I know. I've been <laughs> on so many Curtis Mayfield like tirades and rants to my wife and to friends of mine. And Good, dude. We, <laughs> really we need like, to have more than we should yeah. start a series of Curtis Mayfield rants yeah. on the Death Comes With. I discovered it in like when I was in New York, and it was just like I, I just became so obsessed with like how people get obsessed with reggae and in certain like dub. It, that it's very, it, it goes in and it just resonates and it, it, it guides them. And I, that I understand, but, and I love it. Yeah, but man, the curse, well. the curse Mayfield. And the soul and the, yeah. I went down that whole Electrifying, man. Yeah. It's so, so nuts. It grabbed you in mm -hmm. a way, like it vibrates in your soul where it's meant to. Yeah. You know, other music doesn't go there. No, and mu his music hugs and oh, comforts, yeah. and it secures your, like... Yeah, yeah. Uh, So what will you be doing at okay. Horror Realm? Horror Realm is coming up March 6th through the 8th at the Crown Plaza. Plugging it. Bird South. You can go to Horror Realm Con. That's H-O-R-R-O-R. R-E-A-L-M-C-O-N as in na-na dot com. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, March 7th is the Saturday night after party. I think it starts at 10 maybe. And okay. Oh, well, yeah, it starts late. Yeah, the bar is going to be open. I'm going to DJ at 10. Nice, man. It's gonna be give them a taste of vinyl remains. Yeah, it's gonna be a really fun. That'll be fucking it's awesome. It's gonna dude. be like dance centric. It's not gonna. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm. I am too. It's, I know you're gonna kill it. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I I think the whole weekend is. Yeah, the, it, this is the first one since it's a brief hiatus, and yeah, if you're fans of, you know, anything from uh, well, Chopping Mall, Kelly Maroney. Night of the Comets. It's just I mean, be, just a horror movie fan. Yeah, just the, the community there. You don't even have to be a horror movie fan. It's just yeah. fucking fun. Super, super affordable. It's super they do cool. not yeah. price gouge you. Go to that website. Yeah, and those conventions are. You can great. stay at the Crown Plaza. Mm. And get hammered at the after party. Yeah. And get a really cheap room upstairs right. so you don't have to drive home. Like exactly. You ride in one of Death Comes Lifting's hearses, <laughs> yes, which yeah. we'd have no room for you. There's too many ways. That would be great. That's another, another void you need to fill. I'm getting a hearse. My next car is happening. Heavy metal uh, funerals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone I'm, wants one. I know, right? They just don't have the wherewithal, so you hire. Uh, I want funeral pyres to come back. Death like comes old there. Death yeah. comes. Yep, we're gonna have a division. Thank you, man, for doing this. This Dude. is I would I could do ten more of these and barely scratch the surface of shit we need to talk about. We will. Shit, we will do that. You would be great. You should have one by yourself, honestly, and do your own. Yeah, thing. I think or I will. Your, yeah, something. I think I should, in a video store. Yeah, 
I, think, I just gave you like six more hours of work a day. That's basically. fine. No, man, I, I can do Fucking it. Six, if I don't do it, who's going to do it? I mean, I'm going to help you for sure. I like that. So okay, fine. That's what's going to happen. Done. Done. Until next time, kids. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, man.